Do you like waffles? Yeah, we like waffles. Do you like pancakes? Yeah, we like pancakes. Do you like French toast? Yeah, we like French toast. Dip, 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 dip. Can't wait to get a mouthful. Welcome to the Sports Waffle. Matt Myers here as always. Joined today by Adam Osborne, Nick Owen and Jonah. And apparently I'm not in on some sort of joke that I should have been. <laughs> Can you hear us, Matt? Just about. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Can you read our lips? <laughs> no, I can't hear a bloody thing. <laughs> Lucky I've got my hearing or my headphones in. Speakers up very well. I can't breathe in this. I'll put, let me put it on properly. That's better. There you go. That's how they all wear it around here. <laughs> just, just to clarify, dickheads. <laughs> <sighs> right. <sighs> Throw me off my canter. <laughs> we have our opt-out back with us today, having uh, opted out on Monday of joining us. Um, but there are now, is it 30 opt-outs in the NFL, Jones? 30. 31, I think. Just 31. 31. Did I see Nick Foles was umming and ahhing about opting out from backing up in Chicago? I think there was a rumour. I've seen a rumour. Mm. Fake news. <laughs> Fake news. Fake news. Oh, dear. He did a cognitive test and he passed, so he stayed in. <laughs> okay. No, um, the biggest names at the moment, the last two to come out, are Devin Funchess. Funkis, Funkis. Oh, yeah. And... Did the Chiefs prob- running back pull out? Damian Williams, who was probably the, Williams, MV- yeah. the MVP of the Super Bowl, if we're being honest. Nate Stolder pulled out as well, didn't he? Nate Stolder, From yeah. Patriots yeah. left tackle. Of all, did you see the reasons? Because he doesn't want his kids got cancer. Yeah, I think so. Some... He's had cancer, his kids have got cancer. So yeah, he had yeah. himself, I think. 100%, yeah. you don't need to be anywhere near any of this. No, um, it's not worth it. I, I, I think we're we're closing in more and more on the NFL having to do something to get this season on, as opposed to they're sort of like we're just going to have an NFL season. It's now getting to a point I think where there's enough going on in terms of dropouts and you know stadiums being closed, sometimes being open, where they're going to end up either bubbling it somehow, somewhere. I mean, potentially, they could just go, just take all the teams to Hawaii and just go and do it over there. Because <laughs> it'd be good weather all year round. And at least, I, mean, I don't think anybody would object, would they? I should do somewhere like Alaska, make it more interesting. I think we, we debated this when it first came out many weeks ago um, about the NBA could do it because you can play 67 games on a basketball court and it won't get ruined. And your squads are bigger, so you can take up most of Disney to do it. I think the problem with the NFL is it's going to be what? Best part of five and a half thousand people minimum, really, if you think about teams. What? You say every team's got at least a hundred people that would need to go? Yeah. yeah. It's, not, it's, not an, it's not an Olympic village, really, isn't it? It's just not practical. No. So, unless they're going, Salt Lake City, got an Olympic village, have they got a stadium? Fucking cold as well. But... <laughs> Atlanta? 
could do Atlanta. They had it quite Georgia. recently, didn't they? Yes, yeah, so they, they must have somewhere that can, uh, that can house them all. Um, you'd almost be tempted to look at university campuses if they're not going to return students this winter semester, whatever it is, yeah. fall. Um, you know, I would have thought the University of Birmingham's halls of residence could put up about that many people. Was it 32 NFL teams, isn't there? 32? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's 3,200 3, people, isn't it? Not 5,000. So 3,200 people. Um, you should be able to house that at a university, I would have thought. And in theory, if you're in a bubble, you don't need to keep the players that separate, do you? No. Yeah. In essence, you are all in the one bubble, aren't you? Yeah. So you can have some form of floor sharing or, or communal facilities being shared. But I think, it, for me, I think that's where we're heading. Jones? Yeah, I mean, I think the cricket at the moment, I was reading, and everyone's in their own bubble. I was, and it was like the, the commentators and the journalists aren't allowed on the same floor as the players and in the hotels and things. Obviously, it's a lot smaller. I agree with what you're saying. They've got till the 3rd of August to choose to opt out or not. I think we'll see some kind of a big increase. I think for first and second of August. But I think the thing that's going to happen is once they start getting it, like the the racing car driver, we'll mm. probably touch on in a bit. We will. He, if he's got, he's got a can't race for two weeks. He's got COVID, which makes sense. He's probably asymptomatic. But who's he been in contact with? Yeah. And they ain't you know, socially distancing, are they? Yeah, you see him in the paddock and stuff. Exactly, and that it, all it's got to do is. I don't know, Patrick Mahomes gets it, the whole QB room's got it. The whole QB room would have to uh, self-isolate. And you, you, they're going to play quarterback, Travis Kelsey. You know, it's anyone... anyone the Chiefs fans would shit a kitten about how good Travis Kelsey was if he had to play QB. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> no, I think you're right. And I think that's the, that's the problem. Is it, it's, it's, it's partly about the opt-outs. But it's also having seen what baseball's going through right now with what seems like the, I want to say the Phillies, I'm not writing the Phillies, the Marlins had another three people test positive today, wasn't it? You know, there just seems to be this snowball of more and more people. They need to have a solution to that. I don't think they have. I've actually seen a rumour that the Marlins went out after one of the games last week. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know how true that is, but that is what I have seen is a, is a rumour that they did go out after the game, certainly some of them anyway. But you're already seeing with the basketball, Lou Williams went for some wings the other day because, I mean, you know, <laughs> I mean, when you have wings, you've got to get wings. Um, the thing, what you think of American athletes in sports like the NFL, there's always, without coronavirus, there is constantly just... Stupidity. Yes, that's all you can describe it as. is, And it's almost like ignorance because it's just like, why did you think that that was okay? So, the, I mean, you've, you've got players like... Josh Gordon, who who had all the talent in the world at one point, but couldn't stay off weed and whatever else, and has basically thrown his career down the pan. 
because that was banned in the NFL at one point. I don't, I don't think it is now, is it? Yeah, Smoking weed? I don't yeah. think. Oh, is it still banned? So, there's one. So um, according to Pat McAfee, there's one test a year. Yeah, so you, get te- like, you get tested in like June. Yeah, between June and August. Something like that. Once yeah. you have that one test, you That's can it. use it all you like. You're fine. Um, but if you fail that one test, you're pretty. It's a fucking stupid anyway. But yeah. I'm not. A, I'm not a user. I've never partaken. However, from what I've heard, it's five percent about the buzz, and the rest of it's quite a lot of pain relief from the, from the stuff. So carry on, Nick. But yeah, you've you've got athletes in America who just don't seem to sort of follow the rules or don't appreciate the position that they're actually in. I mean, if I was getting paid millions of dollars for playing sport, I'd I'd fucking well behave myself is what I would do in the midst of a pandemic. So, but you can't trust them to do that. And then, like you said, it only takes one player and you might be in bubbles. So you might have your quarterbacks, you might have your receivers together, you know, your, your offensive line might be together, but when it comes to practicing and what you're doing on the field, you're in a very close vicinity. And you, I mean, some of these places in America and even over here to some extent, we've been able to build or accommodate like a makeshift locker room. That's hard to do in the NFL because there's 53 men that are going to be taking the field straight away that will be in that locker room. And that's not including any coaches that might be in there as well. So it gets to a point where it's like, right, well, if they've got it, then like you said, Jonah, who've they been in contact with? Who then needs to isolate also? Or I mean, there's obviously going to be a quite rigorous test. I would have thought, you know, the, the F1 have tested Perez twice and he's he's now not racing the next two Grand Prix, which we'll come to. But it's got to be something that well, then it's like there's going to be a lot of tests flying around if one person is diagnosed as having it and, and test positive. And then I don't know what you do because, like, the Merlins are on lockdown, basically. You might as well just blow the season up for the Merlins. I think if it comes out that the reason is they all went out for a party after winning a game, then they should forfeit the season, just be done. Yeah, absolutely. Because I don't think it is, though. Having looked whilst you guys were talking, the Phillies aren't playing either because of the they've been in contact with them. But um, the Marlins had people testing positive before the first game of the season. Oh, right. So the catcher tested positive on, on the opening day. Then two days later, two more. Three days later, one more. Eight tested positive by the 27th. And now they're up to 17 play, players and coaches. But The thing, we, we don't know whether you test positive until you... Because you can have an incubation period, can't you? Which you might not test positive in. Is that correct? Yeah. Oh, I don't know enough yeah. about it. But it's only when you get the, the, the bug, you will test positive. But in those 14 days, you could still be contagious. So I don't... Yeah. I, th- I think they're fucked I mean, way. The thing is, they've missed two... The game they're going to miss tomorrow, the Marlins, will be the fifth they've missed. But they've got the next ones against the Nationals off. They've missed seven. They're going to have seven games postponed by the 2nd of August. Which is yeah. eleven or twelve percent of the season, and that's them and the Phillies. Like they can't. Yeah, it's 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 going to become a bit of a joke. Where uh, the other weirdly enough, actually, I had someone message me last night um, asking me about how it works with the payments for players. You know, if they're dropping out, I think we've discussed 
if it's a medical dropper, i.e. they have a condition and they get paid more, but the season counts towards their professional careers. And if they're in the last year of the contract, it would count to become a free agent next year. Whereas if you personally opt out, you don't become a free agent next year. For guys who are, let's say I was, you know, due to earn a million quid this year or a million dollars. But I think it's probably going to be my last year. Are you not taking that 150 grand dropping out so you get another million quid next year? In theory, you've just bought yourself one more year's contract for 125 grand. Yeah. Do you know what it I mean? So I think this- it depends what position you are and what's coming through in the draft because, as you say, if you are a kicker, for example, yeah. they know that, is that are they going to trust any of the kickers that don't play college football? You know, they're probably going to go, there'll be certain positions where they go, we'll stick with a steady hand. Same with backup QBs. Hmm. Would you rather next year have, I mean, I know I, you know, there's, there's quarterbacks out there that are dreadful, that are earning millions of pounds, but would you rather stick with one of them? But then they might think, well, there's enough of them out there. If, you know, if Matt can't be bothered to come back and not play for us this year, you know, why can we, why would we get someone else in next year? You know? Yeah. But if I've got a contract for next year, you've got to pay me on it anyway. True. Yeah. You know, like you say, I, I think a lot of it's up in the air, but I think is that there's, I think there could be some very tactical dropouts um, as well as certainly people in, you know, year four of a rookie contract, maybe. Um, who I think a lot know. of players, I think a lot of players are also worried if, if, it, if they don't get a full season. Um, I was listening to an, another podcast by NFL players and they were saying they were concerned if, you, for example, you, you get seven or eight games and then they can it, whether they're actually going to get paid for the full season or whether owners are just going to pay them for those particular games due to finances. Yeah, finances are fuck all to do with it. It's what they can get away with. That's Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. But, <laughs> None of know, them fuckers are poor. <laughs> no, no, they're not poor, but not, not, all of them, not, not all of them are like, you know, billionaires. A lot of them rely on ticket sales and merch, don't they? You know, you know the, the big billionaires, they, they don't care. But... That Dan Schneider is not dipping into his uh, property <laughs> fund to pay, to pay anyone. He's not selling photos. Are you spending that hook of money? Hook of money on you? Oh, dear. Well, we've, 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 we've touched on it a couple of times now. Catch me up on this because I have managed to miss this watching a fucking dreadful game of cricket. Um, Sergio Perez is out. Yeah. Jonah, go make a brew. What happened, Joe, no, Nick? So, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Jonah is aggrieved here after bringing this subject up. I, I was the one. I was the one. I got excited. I was like, "Oh, he must play for Real Madrid or something." Oh, he drives a fucking car. <laughs> so, from what I've read, he's uh, he's <laughs> his, first, his first test was inconclusive, so he was retested, and his second one came back as a positive. COVID test. Now, they've obviously had the week off between Grand Prix. Um, Did he fly now, home? Well, I d- this is the thing. I don't know if if he has. I, I would assume that's possibly what's happened. Um, but he's now out the next two Grand Prix because he has to self-isolate. So the two, it's two at Silverstone. It's a double header at Silverstone, yes. isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. he is out for both of those. Who's driving in his place? Do we know yet? The, well, Jonah. last time I checked. Oh, have they announced it now, Ad? I think he said Jonah. Jonah. 
Oh, Jonas. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a cho- they're going to choose between Stockel oh, Van Dorn and Esteban right. Gutierrez. They share reserve drivers oh. with them. So it's a shared reserve driver. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not substantiated, but apparently he's the that bored at having to go around the track that many times. He's he's lied about his COVID test. <laughs> Sergio Perez is absolutely epic, though. Did you ever see the? Um... Oh, it was the first, it wasn't the first year of the uh, Drive to Survive. Drive to Survive, yeah. I didn't realise, you know, quite how connected he was in Mexico. Mm. Um, yeah, I like it. They went to the Grand Prix. He's sponsored by basically the Mexican government, isn't he? So he doesn't get paid to drive Formula One cars. The Mexican government sponsor whichever team he drives for and pays, it's not the Mexican government, technically it's a big oil company, which I assume is basically the Mexican government. Um, Cartel. Yeah, basically, I think. Apparently. Um, So basically, they pay Sergio Perez, they sponsor the car he's driving in, and then basically, Perez is like a god in Mexico. But when they did the um, Drive to Survive, they were both of them, both of them got up from the hotel on the morning of the Grand Prix, Sergio Perez walks to the roof and gets helicoptered in, and I want to say Esteban Ocon at the time has to go down and go through all the shitty traffic. It's just like, <laughs> oh, there you go. See you later, son. That was very funny. That's yeah, interesting. That, that's, that's not. That's two. If it is Gutierrez and and Don, that's that's two not bad reserve drivers. To be fair. Do I really give a fuck about either of them? It's just a shame. I bet they're gutted that they're both. Whoever's doing it is racing the same track. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm getting a chance here. Oh. Silkston, brilliant. You could put, you could put one in one week, one in the next week, yeah. and see who's fucking better. Yeah, yeah, good example. Good to see which way it goes. Be interesting to see because obviously he wouldn't have if he's been away and got tested coming back into the their bubble. In theory, they should be fairly well protected. Um, You'd hope so, wouldn't you? You know, uh, I'm assuming they all use the Channel Tunnel to get over. They don't come over on a fucking ferry. Um, you know, I can't imagine Formula One going, oh, we're too tight for the tunnel. You've got to get on the ferry. Go <laughs> <Girl>, P&O. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. But, um, yeah, that's fair enough. They're trying to get this, aren't they trying to sort their shit out with the Black Lives Matter movement? Because at the moment, it's a fucking shambles. It's like yeah, Lewis Hamilton. Hamilton's Hamilton Hamilton been Neely. quite vocal about it, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, he's knelt and quite a few of them have knelt. But then some of the others have said, look, we support it. Um, we've done everything else except Neil. That's our choice not to. Which... Kimi Räikkönen was quite vocal, wasn't he? <laughs> Which is rare for Kimi. Yeah, he was kind of set, like saying agree with everything, but I don't want to Neil. You know, yeah, kind of yeah. Don't, ha- don't have to. Do, do, do you know play. what? I think. Hey, well, that's it. Yeah, I think it, if people forget, but that that is a choice to do that. You can support something without half having to kneel. Like the, it got to a point I think in with the Premier League games, they, it was just like a forced act before the game, and it was like, oh, the whistle's blown, oh, everyone's taking a knee, or the whistle blows again, everyone stands back up, and it was just a bit like, is that really is is that message any different than all the the Black Lives Matter and we racers one T-shirts and stuff like that? There's still mm. people kneeling. The fact that they're not all kneeling, I don't think that makes a massive difference, really. It's still a choice whether you do that or not. Jones? This right really bugged me a lot because I've no issues with kneeling at the start of the game and I've no issues with the people not kneeling. What I had an issue with is at the start of match of the day, 
they showed them kneeling every game. Well, no, they're kneeling. It's, it's, you know, it's a new story. It'd be more interesting when the Serbian defender stands there and goes, me not kneel. <laughs> that's, that's worth it making the highlights. Every single game on Match of the Day, they cut to it and went, here we go. And all the players took a knee for the Black Lives Matter movement. It when, would be more when, interesting if one of them stood there and went, I'm all right. When they Match of the Day to. came on, John, because I didn't see any of them, was Gary Lineker also kneeling in the studio? He's Walt Disney. Oh, I've lost him. Yeah, yeah. He has. Oh, he's I'm back. sorry. He's back I was taking, took a knee. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Did, I'm going to come on to talking about the cricket in a second. Didn't Moeen Ali play in the cricket today? Can anybody have a quick Google? Because if he didn't, I'm fairly certain. Yes, he did play. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. I was going to say because they took a knee at the cricket. And Joffrey Archer didn't play, nor I was going to say, Moen Allen didn't play. There wouldn't have been a non-white person on that pitch. Mer Adil Rashid as well played. Did he? Yeah. How well I watched the fucking game. <laughs> Are you sure you watched it? I lost interest, basically. So I'll talk about England played Ireland, having had a great series against the West Indies, which was actually worth watching. They played Ireland in the one-day one day game today, and Ireland was like 28 for five. And it's a, kind of like one of those, it's like baseball where someone goes 12 nil up, you kind of go, oh, this is fucking done. You know, England who can do chase down world record scores, you know, they win the toss and they ask Ireland to bat. And do you know when you used to play when you were a kid and you were playing against some team and they're utter dog shit and you'd always win the toss and go, these guys are shit, let's have a bat as a bit of a game. Yeah, let's have, a, we'll, let's have some we'll, fun here. We'll bat first so we at least get at least some overs into this game. And I... England made a bit of a meal of chasing it down, mainly because they were chasing down 175. And, you know, it was a piece of piss. To be honest, I forgot Ireland even had a cricket team, in all honesty. They've got a test team, and it's... Yeah, it's what, did, did they, they got, finish on Ireland? 172. Yeah, did they? Yeah. Uh, that's they not did. a bad finish after how they started, to be fair. Yeah, I so, mean, so, South what, African lads scored some runs for them. What did happen was... Standard cricket. They... they <laughs> They were 28 for five after six, after seven overs. And then um, basically Owen Morgan bowled Moen Ali and he 10 overs, none for 37. He didn't look, he, it was literally became an, an exercise in just getting like overs into the legs. Right. And they went pretty non-threatening, didn't really attack and just got through overs to let them get a score. Because um, it was exactly that. Some the South African bloke who played South African under 19s <laughs> scored 58. Came on sounding really, really Irish after the game. Scored 58 off 118 balls. <laughs> <laughs> Took his time. Yeah. Um, and his iron. Ah, just, just. I get that you know, it's great that they're doing this, but can we not have paid the West Indies a bit more money to stay another fucking three days? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, yeah. the thing is, it's all different players, isn't it? It is. It is. I was it's, being it's facetious. A, it's but, a bio-bubble. Yeah. They're playing against Pakistan, though. Mm. So they managed to figure the shit out for that game. But um, it's just... It just you, even, you can tell the commentators lose interest. You know, once the fourth wicket went down, even the comment, well, that's the fourth one. Oh, this is fucking done. Yeah, just ruins it a little. Is there any, re- is there any reason why Burstall was playing and Josh Butler wasn't? 
yeah, Butlers, yeah, Butlers in the test, test team versus oh, they're trying to keep them separate. Um, you know, like they, they, they were talking about it on the cricket. You know, you've got four or five players who aren't in this one-day team, and they still want an absolute canter. Um, a, it speaks to the strength of English cricket, but it also speaks to you know, it's not a it's not a great spectacle, which what we're trying to put on. But who else could we get over? You know, you're not going to get the Australians or the South Africans up no. for a couple of games. You know, you're going to it's not worth their while. And fair play to the West Indians for coming over because, yeah, Jason Holder was saying it was an absolute fucking nightmare being stuck in the hotel, being stuck in Manchester in general. To be honest, ah right. <laughs> Are you ready, Nick? Uh, not Nick, Jonah, for our competition update for whatever games actually took fucking place? So we are, yes. And our resident baseball ex, uh, expert, Matt, is 17, win, 17 and 21. I'd like to caveat, I picked <laughs> my own Kansas City Royals out of being the fact they are my team. They're shit. Well, they were you didn't have to. You didn't have to. I did. They're two and you four. Didn't. They're two and four. That's pretty much our entire season. Um, I will caveat it with you have got the Phillies who aren't playing. So that's, you know. Uh, Nick is 21 and 19. Nice. Adam is 20 and 21. So, and I am 22, 17. Very nice. I am at 0.56. Nick's at 0.52. What do you say? Do you say we say he's at fifty-two Matt's at forty-four hundred, and Adam's at point four eight at the moment. But obviously, two or three games swings it, doesn't it? So did did you have the Indians, Jonah? I I do have the Indians. Oh yeah, so you took both games of that double header, so it's almost like a six pointer that swung <laughs> it for us. The Blue Jays. Who's got the Blue Jays? Matt's got the Blue Jays, and my. My Washington Nationals are giving them a little bit of a licking Currently tonight. 4-1 up to the Nationals. So. I'm so excited I've jumped off the bridge. He's um, gone again. <laughs> so excited I've jumped off Still the bridge. Uh, Still yeah, not so that, that, it's, yeah, it's, it's coming along with me. My hat I ordered from ASA. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll stab you. <laughs> I'll be like, <laughs> I've got COVID, can't come near me. <laughs> um, I'm going to cough in the box. That, that, that's just what's going to happen. <laughs> that's what's going to happen, isn't it, in the playgrounds as soon as the kids come back. Instead of fronting each other, they're like... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's... You I mean, do that round here anyway in Warsaw, mate. <laughs> it's, all to, it's all to play for, very much that's so. Pikey. But uh, Quick question, because it makes me cry with laughter every time. Any of you guys have a mobile chip van that comes round? Chip van? Yeah, like a, like a, like a fish and chip shop on wheels. <laughs> I have not seen one of them for it's about 15 years. Honestly, <laughs> it's the greatest thing in the world. It's, his, it's a, literally like a, a horse's truck. You know, the great big things. And he's got a bell that he rings as he comes around. Like, ding, 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 That's ding. so black and country, it's unreal. <laughs> all these little people come scurrying out of their houses and order from this. I fucking can't. Oh, is it good, though? Is it good fish and chips? I've never, I may, I have not, pride will not let me order. My wife tells me, it's great fish and chips. It's your old pub. They, but they, have to ch- ch- they have to change the oil every night, apparently. Oh, fucking dying. <laughs> fucking dying laughing. 
Yeah. We've got an ice cream lady. An ice cream if lady? If I could give COVID to anyone in the world, <laughs> yeah, if I could give COVID to anyone, it would be her. Richard Jones. I swear. That she, was Richard Jones. She waits around the close till we're putting my little girl into bed. <laughs> and then she comes around all bells blazing. <laughs> daddy, I, I want an ice cream, Daddy. No. <laughs> Is your daughter. Four nights out of seven, she makes my girl cry. She's got Midlands heritage, Matthew. Well, you make her cry by not letting um, her have ice cream. Yeah. Technically, it's really yeah, not yeah, have, have ice, cream. ice cream when she's tucked up in. Yeah, <laughs> tucked up in bed. I need to teach her the old. When the bells ring, it means yeah. everyone out. It's, yeah, they've run out. <laughs> we had uh, we had an ice cream about the third day into lockdown. And because we were shitting ourselves and we were like, no, no, no. I gave him a £20 note. I said, well, just keep the change. Just, um, you know, next time you come in round, we'll, we'll just all, we'll basically, we'll work off a line of credit. I know he's actually a dad at one of the schools. So anyway, normally he parks down the road. Since I gave him 20 quid and we're on credit, he stops outside my pissing house. So it's like, <laughs> I must have spent 150 quid with the fucker. <laughs> every time he comes around, they go, oh, he's here again, Dad, with another ice cream. Yeah, right, out will fucking go. Can every time, I must, I, honest to God, I must have financed his own house. Well, it, I shouldn't laugh, because there was an ice cream man that used to come round was found dead around the corner from us. Covered in sauce and nuts and hundreds of thousands. Oh. Did you not hear about this, Nick? No. He topped himself. There you go. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> you felt it was a setup from the first moment, didn't yeah. you? Straight away. All... As, as, as he was saying it, I was like, this can't be a true story, but I'm interested to see where it goes. And, but the first thought when you said he died, I was like, oh, all his ice cream will have melted. And then you came out with that. <laughs> just, just to point out, Jones, week 19. Or podcast 19 is when we all finally twigged on to where we're about to drop some fucking ridiculous jokes. <laughs> <laughs> How long it's taken us. Right. As you're, uh, as you're on the clock, Jones, uh, NFL Top 100, I believe, have come out. Yes. Yes. And like, obviously, we, we touched on this the other day about causing all the beef and everything like that. And um... now, The Top 100, is it voted by, it's voted by players, isn't it? Yeah, it's NFL players, yeah. And is it the 100 best players at that time, or is it the 100 best players who are active in the NFL? It's, it's a tough one, and this is... I presume it's the best players from last season. Yeah, I think it's a previous season. However, I don't... That It's not specified, is it? Sentimentality has come into it, I believe. Because where's Larry Fitzgerald? He's made the hundred. Right. I don't know where he is, but I'll find out. So my, my my gut with this is probably the top fifty are the general. These are the best fifty players, and probably fifty-one down to a hundred is, I guess, the token guys who you're going to vote for every time. So, I I guess Larry Fitzgerald's what mid seventies, eighties because he is a great. He's Sixty-nine. Probably, what number? Sixty-nine. Oh, wasn't far off of that guess, was I? Jesus. Um, because I think he'd get enough votes to put him on the list because of his he is legendary Um, yeah but probably not if it's on reflective on last season 
in the top 50. So what's the top 10 then, Jones? I'm assuming, right, hang on, let's try to have a guess. So what are we thinking? Have, do you, oh, either, Nick or Adam, do you know? Yeah, I've seen them. Oh, it's I've just seen. me then. So it's just not you. All right, so I'm going to go Mahomes. Four. Four, okay. See, that for me is bonkers. Mm. Yeah, I think. So, number one then, Jackson? Yes. Correct. Okay. Jackson on one. Mahomes is four. That is exactly why it's bonkers. <laughs> JJ Watt? Not in the top ten. No, top, in the top ten. Russell Wilson? Two. Number two. Two? You got a... Two. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers? No. No. Uh, I so jump me to run through from oh, ten run through one to ten. Ten is Derek Henry, who yeah. he had an incredible season. Right. So I don't, I don't think he is the best. Oh, he's not the best running back in the list. No, but he's not, he's no. not the best. However, he was one of the most effective players, and for me, he also did it postseason. Yeah. So I, I'm not. I've no issues with that. Nine nope. is Ste- Stefan Gilmore, uh, who's probably the best cornerback in the league. Made sense. Eight okay. DeAndre Hopkins, which okay. makes the trade even more ridiculous from Bill O'Brien. <laughs> uh, seven was George Kittle, which is the highest spot ever claimed by a tight end, which Skip Bayless was not happy with. Uh, six Christian McCaffrey, who is. Probably got in there and much as on his fantasy football production as anything else. Yeah. Uh, so is there a running back higher than McCaffrey? Nope. Okay, fine. That kind of makes sense then. Yeah. So, Michael Thomas at number five, which is the high. highest wide receiver. Yeah. And then you've got Mahomes at four, yep. QB three, Aaron Donald at three, and then Wilson two, Lamar Jackson one. So, I mean, I. I yeah, I, I'm baffled that Patrick Mahomes is at four. It does seem to... I mean, he won the Super Bowl. Was it this season where he basically dislocated his knee and came back and played? Yeah. Was that yeah. last season? Yeah. So, so he's done season. that as well. Yeah, okay. Jackson is, if he continues on the current trend, of changing the game in terms of what that can do with an offence. But you've got to say, if you win the, Q, you win the Super Bowl, you should be number one. Tom Brady's at 14. Did he have a which, didn't have a great season last year? He didn't. He? He, no, it was, I mean, he's, he's, his record's incredible. He's dropped eight spots from last year. He's won it three times, etc. But that that's like a, a lifetime achievement pick, isn't it? Rather than what he's done yeah. for me. But yeah. no, I think I'm with you on that one. So, I'm assuming we are all agreement that if you had the first round pick in the NFL draft, you're taking Mahomes, yeah? Yeah. Pick one? Yeah. Yeah. Strange one. Strange one. Right. So, we have the return of F1. We also have some baseball this weekend. So, what is going to be this week's Nick's picks? What have we got, Nicholas? So... I'm going to go with, with the F1 add, coming back. Hang on. Add misses on Monday, Ad. 
Nick's picks came in this week. He's one for three. Yeah, I saw that. We're, uh, we are, are we profitable? We must be profitable. Yes, we are profitable. Show me the money. Paddy Power would like to sponsor us. We're more than welcome with that theory. Uh, go on then, Nick. Who's in your picks? So, I've just gone with an F1 bet. Um, now, there's not a lot of markets out just yet, and some of the ones that are are silly. Not going to happen. Um, and the odds reflect that. But I think the safest bet is a Hamilton hat-trick at 5-2, to two, which is basically Hamilton to top qualifying. Yep. Hamilton to win and Hamilton yep. fastest lap. Ooh. And he has won five of the last six Silverstone Grand Prix. And he is also the record lap holder. And I can only Sorry. see yeah. something like that repeating again because they're in a car that's faster than it was in the previous year, which is when he set the lap record. So five <laughs> to two, not bad on that. That's not bad. So I think qualifying, yeah. it'd be interesting to see actually because obviously... Whilst there is no physical way anybody who is in attendance at that Grand Prix can make that car go any faster, all the British Grand Prix drivers, so Mansell, Hill, always talk about you get an extra little bit of something at Silverstone. Well, if that's not there this weekend, I wonder how much it'll affect Hamilton. Because he does, for all of his very PR-y way, does seem to kind of drop a little bit of that guard at Silverstone when he crowd surfs and that stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, I think that's it's it's his Grand Prix, isn't it? It's like it's that is it his race and very hard to dethrone him from that race. Five of six proves that. Mm. Yeah, interesting. I think it's a good bet. What so what are the odds did you say? Five to two on that. So it's not bad. the odds for the following week as well. Yeah, what's the? Uh, I was thinking that. What's the Hamilton six t- six trick? I don't Ooh. think that is a bet, but that might be worth a little message to Sky on Twitter as a request to bet Hamilton yeah. to Hamilton. to do the double hat trick. Yeah, or I even mean, just do probably... just do quali and race both weekends. Mm. We're all about mixed picks. Is the hat trick, Matt. Don't yeah. you know? We don't, we've got a system that works. Go big or go home. It's the money <laughs> ball of the podcast. <laughs> oh, cracking! Right, well, we'll catch up with you on Monday and see how you've got on. Hopefully, that will be a, a nice little win. Right, time for you, what, mate? And uh, so it's only should be a simple one, but it's something that uh, I, I, I personally, I think, of all the so far, the two we've done, I think it's been very much. You know, it is you what, mate. I think on this one, I think it's going to be all of you agreeing with me. So I think they should reduce football, this is soccer, football, to a 60-minute rolling clock. So the clock only is when the ball is in play to get rid of time-wasting and all that bollocks. So the game will be half an hour each way of ball in play. And I also think they should do away with draws. Two different arguments here. I think there should be a way of making it so that teams cannot just come out and shut up shop. So when you play in Man City, you can't just... The the two kind of go hand in hand. The time-wasting of... I remember watching games where goalkeepers take 10 minutes to take a fucking goal kick to waste time. I think they should get rid of that and there should be something about 
draws or some manipulation to get rid of that as well. So we'll see where you all stand. Ad, where are you standing? I'd probably go even shorter. Okay, 20 minutes half. I, I think it, I like seeing, I'm not a massive soccer football fan. Um, but if it's on, you know, I watch the World Cup on, or not. But I like it when it's fast paced. I hate all this, like say, time wasting and just kicking around. And I think it should be, a, it'd be more entertaining as a fan if it was really quick paced. And you, you know, you might be more sort of some techers. Uh, but yeah, I think I'd probably go even shorter than half an hour. Or so. And that, but I like the uh, the clock only when it's in play, mm. yeah. like that. I do all. I do like that clock in play because it's a similar kind of thing to what rugby has, where you can stop the clock to avoid time wasting. And then there's like a shot clock that will come on now, where it's like, right, well, you have to have restarted play by the end of the shot clock, or I think it's a penalty. It's a penalizable offence. Yeah. But in terms of the actual games themselves, I think the structure of a football game, given that it's 90 minutes and what happens during that 90 minutes. Like the drinks break has pissed me off in the restart. So I think anything, the the drinks, break, especially when it's you, you're having drinks breaks sometimes and it's 11 degrees and it's like, come on, you're professional footballers. But for me, the, the length of a game is, I don't know if you'd get some of the same drama if you do shorten the game. I don't know if you, would it change much because you've got the same number of people on the field, you've got the same sized pitch? I think sometimes, like, when you, you see what happens in games and what happens literally in injury time right at the end of games, would you potentially be removing things like that if you shorten the games and giving them less time to actually have those moments? So I'd probably be against that. Okay. Jonah? I think it's ridiculous. Which part? <laughs> Both or just the second part? I'd like to hear your... The first part about the minutes is ridiculous because it would be horrific. And they argue now over offsides that are like millimetres. Imagine in the last minute when there's like 59 minutes, 48 seconds gone, they put a corner and it gets headed out. They'll be... Oh, it would just be horrific. Uh, the game would last hours. It wouldn't shorten the experience. It would make it last longer, I believe. Because there would be like stop start. I mean, someone like Mourinho, who, whilst I am well past him being special, he would find a way to manipulate this. Do you know what I mean? And it would yep. just be uh, no. I think, I mean, the average NFL game, there's only 11 minutes of the ball in play. Is that so, true? Okay. yeah, because the clock runs, doesn't it? When. Mm. So. I, I do I do agree in terms of the time wasting. However, I just think they should enforce the punishments for it. You they you what you, if you watch a team at the top half of the league, goalkeepers start time wasting against Man City from kickoff. Yeah. That should be enforced. Go and book people or rather than book the kid, maybe alter it if you're gonna do something dra- drastic. If someone's time wasting at a goal kick, guess what? Now it's a corner. Well, I'll go further, I get penalty. Or yeah, free, maybe. Or it's a free kick on the six yard line. The issue with that is, is it's how long is time wasting? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Imagine you did it at like 
Anfield and Liverpool were chasing a goal, they keep the ball in the crowd, then throw it back on it. Go, whoa! <laughs> oh, and, uh, he's off the bridge again. And uh, so, no, I think that I think that was ludicrous. In terms of the draw, how yep. would you settle the game? Oh, fucking tiddlywinks for all I care, just so it's not a draw. But if you settled it with a penalty shootout, yeah, Norwich will go to Man City and think we've got more chance of a penalty shootout win. Yeah, so we Man have City have to barrage. Have it. to play better. Yeah, but man, that's going to happen anyway. It's going to be the same thing, but it's like like you see in the uh, how many terrible games there are in the World Cup knockouts when teams think, sorry, I'll take I'll take a chance as going to penalties. Teams should have a man sent off and just sit behind the ball more. I think, unless I don't think you can do away with shots. I know someone suggested a couple of years ago of the most shots you have, mm-hmm. but then teams are just shoot from the halfway line to get their numbers up and it turns <laughs> but no I am absolutely you what mate <laughs> I think it'd be interesting <laughs> if the ball had to go forward rather than kicking the ball back oh, that's, yeah. that would, that's that even, would be even so further. hard to actually I can't argue on that one <laughs> yeah so it wouldn't have been a video ref like rugby if you had a, a, a decent mate, have you seen the fucking it? shit show they make of that fucking Hawkeye in fucking football? Well, exactly. But this is a problem. I don't know why. You know, they've got it in tennis. Hawkeye, amazing. Video reference. That's rugby. made up. Awesome. That's made up. Hawkeye what? in tennis is made up. I am convinced. Yeah, <laughs> no, you see some of them. They're miles off. Yeah. Um, so, to defend my argument, I believe if you Google that a... Within a football game, the ball is only in play for about 60 minutes. So you shouldn't yeah. lose any time. I agree there is the Mourinho time-wasting aspect, but I think it should be very much, okay, we're playing 60 minutes. So whether you take five minutes at that goal kick or you take four seconds, exactly the same amount of time will have gone off the clock. So get the fuck on with it. So whether your ball boy's got the sitting on the ball and some bloke's got to go mug him or the ball goes in the crowd or whatever happens, you know, we're playing 60 minutes here. So be prepared to play the full 60 minutes. You're not going to walk off slowly for your substitution. You're not going to substitute the guy on the far side of the pitch because it'll take him eight seconds longer. And if he has a bit of a strop coming off and gets booked, well, it doesn't make a difference. So that's the part of the game that you want to get rid of for me having become less of a fan of it as I've got older. So when I was a kid, I'd watch it. I'd watch you know, Bradford versus Wimbledon on a Sunday. When they, now, <clears throat> still younger than you, Jonah, but I'm old enough to remember those two being in the Premier League. Um, <laughs> so... Um, Touché. <laughs> uh, so for me, there needs to be something... Yes, I get the start-stop nature of the NFL and you can slate that all day long. I agree with parts of it. I think some parts of the NFL need speeding up. It does take too long to play a fucking game. But that's just that's the way NFL's always been. So they're not it's not something that's changed over the last five or ten years. I feel football is getting more and more people very early give up on the desire to win a game when they don't think they can win it. You know I understand, yeah, if you are FA Cup games, yeah, it's you know Stevenage against Newcastle. I remember those being great games in the early 2000s, I think it was. Stevenage managed to take Newcastle back to St. James's Park and earned a million fucking pounds for it. It was brilliant. Nowadays, 
the same sort of attitude almost as like about Stoke versus Man City. Oh, we're never going to beat Man City, so we might just try and get a draw. Well, why don't we just do away with it then? Why don't you just play, the t- get rid of the top six? You guys go and play somewhere else. Go and play in Europe. Give us a decent watch of the you know, stuff to watch. You know, I'd rather it be, like you say, you say, teams will shut up and go for the nil-nil or go for the penalties. But if Man City then go, well, hang on a minute, there's a good chance if it goes to penalties, we could lose this game. We need to win it. We've got to really over-attack. Well, then teams will go, actually, if we set up to be a really good counter-attacking side, well, maybe we could catch them on the break and win it on its own. It just has another element to the game for coaches to think about when they are coaching shittier teams. I think they've trialled that in the Carling Cup, the Carabao Cup. They they scrapped extra time. So that's a good so idea, that, anyway. That yeah. So that that in essence meant that the the players. If if you got a draw like Rochdale drew one all with Man United, it went straight to penalties. So the emphasis is on the better team to mm-hmm. to try and push with. The issue with the issue is the prize in the top league is staying in the league, isn't it? Yeah. Um and Norwich this year, Fulham last year, teams come and they think, Do you know how we're gonna stay up? We're gonna stay up and be really attacking and attack the big boys. And they're down by March, generally. Yeah. So the the teams that survive are the Burnleys, the Brightons, the the Dobbers, basically, who just try and stay in the league and do it the scruffy way. Um I've watched the playoffs for a bit tonight with Nick and I saw a bit of it. And at one point it looked like a game of football was gonna break out. It was <laughs> horrendous. It was just go long, go long, go long, hope for something to happen. But They'll do anything because if they get up, they could. They'll all them players will go. If Cardiff had gone up, they'd have signed ten new players. So, mm. I do think something needs to be changed about. All right then. I also. F- oh. Hello. Say that again, mate. I, th- I think something needs to be changed, but I just think it's if you go to if a uh, I don't know who's bottom of the West Brom come go to Anfield next year. And Liverpool are chasing a goal, the referee will book the goalkeeper and they will get sped up and you know the crowd gets on the referee's back. But when the game's at the Hawthorns, they get away with murder. And it's it's the little breaky up fouls that, you know, it's things like that that break the game up and they get away with it. And then I do think something needs to be changed. I just don't think the rules are enforced. I mean, I've been watching football for 30 years. I don't think I've ever seen a free kick given for a keeper taking longer than six seconds in my life. No. They changed that rule when we were young, didn't they? Because it went from six seconds to so you could take so many steps. Do you remember that? It was steps when we started watching, back, yeah. in, back in the old days. <laughs> and then they changed it from steps to seconds. And yeah. Never enforced those once. I, I mean, I've seen, I reckon I've watched probably close to a million games of football probably and never seen it in any walk of life happen. So, if they could enforce stuff like that, maybe. Well, mate, they can't even enforce fucking offside at the moment. So, yeah. Here's a question for you then. I probably should say it for next week, but we'll go with it now for a second. Are you what, mate, second part? What if they split the league at Christmas? So, if you are top 10 at Christmas, you just, like, like, the, like they do in Scotland, the top 10 just play the top 10. And then the bottom 10, you're basically fighting for relegation. 
Because mm. in theory, then, yes, you might have, you know, let's say Sheffield United, Leicester, Everton, no, Everton, bottom off, but those, the Crystal Palace, maybe, who kind of realise that they're really fighting out then for a Europa League place, let's say. Let's you know, get the division sorted so you've got that there. And then the guys in the bottom half then, who in theory could all take points off each other, have got a home and away game against each other then to potentially keep themselves in the division. I think if you put a prize for finishing bottom, top of the bottom, it might work. Yeah, kind of finish it. If you, put, if you put top 11th place gets a European place, why not? You'd, well, you'd have some sandbagging then. Well, that yeah. But otherwise, you just have... It, they all get a holiday to Barbados. Yeah. Okay, you all get a chance to go and play for the Miami Marlins. I've <laughs> got no other fucking players anyway. <laughs> to be honest, I think our sport could get a game. Yeah. I'll, I'll be the catcher. I can't pitch. My shoulder's gone. I'll be first base. I'm built for first base now. I just think that would keep at least keep some level of interest, you know, in, you know, competitively anyway. I mean, I've, you... I've thought, oh, sorry, Matt. No, Go carry on. on. Oh, I was going to say, I've thought for a few years that what they should do now is a European Super League. So still have the Champions League as like a knockout competition, but have basically, so... Is it, it's four teams from the Prem playing mm-hmm. the Champions League every year. So why not have like a European Super League and have four or five teams from the Prem and you'd have one big league to determine your champions, but then each have like almost like divisional leagues like you do in the NFL where it's like East and West and you could basically have European Premier League and if you're the bottom of that league of four or five, you're then relegated back to the standard English Premier League. And then whoever tops the English Premier League could go up to the elite European League. Some, something like that, I think, would be, would be good because it would separate your top four or five really good teams and then you'd have a fairly competitive league because then everything, everyone else is much of a muchness. So I think that would work for the Premier League, but I think it would kill a lot of other leagues. Because if you, I believe, and it may have changed, I believe Barcelona and Real Madrid own their own TV rights, excluding, uh, exclusively away from the rest of Spanish football. So you know with the Premier League own the rights to the television and it gets distributed evenly, doesn't it? Or to somewhat evenly. I believe in Spain, basically, Real and Barca own the TV rights, and then the other teams just get a few quid if they play them. Um, it's why Real and Barca are always on the telly. You take those two out of that league, and if you maybe potentially take out Atletico Madrid, I think they get four teams anyway, the Spanish, don't they? So you're taking them out of there. You're taking, what, Juventus, AC Milan, Inter Milan out of the Italian league. Um, I think you're taking more out of some of those divisions. I mean, some of them are fairly unwatchable anyway but you're taking quite a lot out of some of those. And you, let's say you've got Valencia, Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid and Barcelona out of the Spanish league. And 
I'm naming another Spanish team that I've not mentioned. Who's half decent? Sevilla. Sevilla. So they win the win the Spanish league because there's fuck all competition. But Barcelona get relegated. Are you telling me Barcelona are not going to take place in that in that Champions League? They've got to go every year back in the Spanish league. This team you might, get you, bust, I you think. might Yeah, I think you'd have a lot of teams going bankrupt. I think Barcelona would kick off if that happened. <laughs> you know, that that would be severely devalued by not having Lionel Messi in it. I think the issue is the countries are more corrupt than ours. Yeah. That's I mean, nice. ba- Barcelona right. managed to sign a player for four weeks after the window shut. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's, there's countries around the world where they're trying to delay the election at the moment, believe it or not. Oh. That's, uh, and on that wonderful note, fake <laughs> <Big> news. <laughs> oh, before, before we do finish, just a quick snapshot, two minutes, because I know we've discussed it on the chat this week. But I don't know if you've all seen the Joe Kelly pitch in at whichever Astros <laughs> player head he chose to pitch at. Do you have a problem with it? And what do you think of his suspension? Suspension's utter bullshit. I think he should be actively encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, I do not sit on fences. I made an exception last week. I do not sit on fences. They can brain a lot of them. They don't like I it. don't. Tough. I don't think it should be actively encouraged. By the way, you should be suspended for it. He got punished, didn't he? He got punished because they got a, the punishment was the guy got a walk to first base. Yeah, I, I don't think he should have got suspended. It's not very overly professional, but suspended is a bit, a bit strong in my eyes. Quick question: Eight games. Is he, is he suspe- oh, Hang on. Is he suspended eight games, or is, is he a starter? He is a... I don't think he's a starter. I think he's a relief pitcher. Oh, so he's kind of... So like a middle reliever. So he's basically just going to miss a few pitches. It's pretty much a fucking... It's a bit different to spending a relief pitcher or a starting pitcher eight actual games versus a, a hitter. Um, I'm sure he's not a starter. I'm gonna, I am going to have a look, it, but I'm, it, I'm almost certain he's not a starter. If he's a starter, though, and he was suspended for eight games, would he be suspended for eight starts? Yeah, this is my question. Is it eight starts or is it eight, just eight physical games? Because that would probably just cover two matches then, wouldn't yeah. it? He's going to lose two games. And if he's a relief no, pitcher... he's, he's in, not a starter. Yeah, so as a relief pitcher, you're not going to pitch every day anyway, in theory. Because there's going to be some games where your starter goes long. There's going to be some games where you get so fucking battered there's no need for you to have you there. So... It's not that much of a penalty. However, his Instagram post that you put up earlier, Jonah, was fucking brilliant. Savage, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And apparently, apparently Bregman, Altuve, and the other one that was involved in it all, I can't remember. Um, Correa, was it? Apparently have gone combined all for 22 at-bats against LA in this series so far. So no hits on 22 at-bats from those three. I I'd, loved I'd, it. I'd, I love shit I was in like that. The the bit where he's actually walking <laughs> off and pulling the faces it's at him. the face, yeah. Oh, superb. So, and there's actually someone that has, has lip-read that conversation. Oh, and yeah. Is, is basically the, the one who he gets out, I think it is Correa. And he's basic, Correa is basically saying, 
throw me a fastball, bitch, throw me a fastball, because his fastball wasn't wasn't great. I don't think there wasn't much control to it. But he was getting these guys out on on curves and sinkers, and he basically turned round to him, and that's why he was pulling the face at him because he's like, "Why, why the fuck would I throw you a fastball?" Basically, when I'm getting you out with with curveballs and stuff like that. So it's I'll try and find it. It is brilliant, but you you can clearly see what they're saying when it's broken down, and it is a it is quite a funny exchange. But then when when they start clearing the bench, Joe Kelly's a bit like, "What?" Like, what are you all doing? <laughs> yeah, you kind of got to realise at some point you're going to have to take a swing with you. when you're pitching someone's head at you. You're going to get uh, someone coming yeah. at you. It, there it, was... it was the it was the yawn that I loved as well. Where he pitched at <laughs> Bre- I think it was Bregman's head, and then the camera went on him, and he's turning round looking at second base and yawning, and it was just like brilliant. <laughs> Did you hear what his teammate Ross Stripling said? No, I'm no, sure you're going to enlighten us. The face he did is one of the funniest things I've ever seen on the baseball field. And obviously it went viral. Now we're all excited because we've new shirts to wear for batting practice. <laughs> oh, super. I, I wouldn't mind, but this, the, the, he's the same picture. I don't know if you remember, there was a video in the, while the pandemic was going on, but certain pictures were sh- like posting videos showing them that they were you know, working out in the yard at home and stuff like that. And he throws a pitch, and he's he's got a big net up, and it misses the net. Oh, is that him? Is that him? Breaks yes. his window. It's the same guy. So I'm not convinced he was aiming at the heads. It might have just been <laughs> shit pitching. <laughs> uh, oh, that change-up didn't come through. Oh, brilliant. Cracking. Good work, Nick. Thanks for that. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We shall be returning, as always, on Monday. Uh, we shall see you all then. Have a good I'm one. taking the 150k and opting out. Who? You're opting out. Oh, you yeah, are 100... opting out. You're off to uh, Western Super Shit. Well, yeah. Western Super Mud. Super you, Mud. You, you're the right age for Western, so yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Have fun. We'll see you in a week or so, Jones. The rest of us will be back on Monday unless Adam opts out for some reason. No, I'll Have be a there. good one. We'll Take see you care. all then. <laughs>